Just Our Real Estate, episode number 128. All right, welcome. Thank you for joining me here on Just Our Real Estate. I appreciate your time. I appreciate that you've tuned in and that you're spending a little time with me here today. My name is Mike Simmons. I'm your host, and I am really excited to get started with today's show. But before I do, I just want to make sure that everyone is aware that my coaching program for the month of April is now closed. It is full, and I'm working with some new students. I could not be happier. We're having a blast, and I know I'm going to change some businesses. If you want to get involved in my coaching program, though, I am accepting applications for the month of May right now. So you can go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash coach in order to apply for the May program. Like I said, I'm accepting applications for May. April's closed, but man, I am having a blast. This is a lot of fun, and I am really, I think, having a huge impact on some businesses. And according to my students, that is exactly what's happening. So I can't wait to talk to you. I hope you go there and check it out. And if you do, I will talk to you soon. Okay, now on to the show. All right, thank you for joining me on another Quick Point episode. I really appreciate having you here. Today, I want to talk about when it's the right time to replace a contractor. So, when is the right time to replace a contractor, and why would you replace them? Well, when I say replace, I guess I'm being a little bit kind. I'm talking about when would you let one go? When do you fire a contractor? When is it appropriate? Why do you do it? Um, this can happen. It can come up. All, all contractors are people and sometimes you know it becomes necessary to fire one under certain conditions not they're not all created equal they're not all the same there's great contractors there's crappy contractors so you know it, it just depends so timing can be important and, and you really shouldn't take lightly when you do it it makes a difference so I was listening to a podcast today of a competing podcast. No, I'm just joking. They're not a competing podcast. They're in the same space. I love them. It's the uh, Bigger Pockets guys in their podcast. Great podcast. I, I was interviewed on there um, about a month ago. You should definitely check them out. But I was listening to their podcast, and they were interviewing someone, and the the topic of, of when to let go a contractor came up, and you know, it got me thinking, when have I ever fired a contractor, and how did I do it? Fortunately, I've never had to fire a contractor mid-job, but I would definitely do it under certain circumstances. And this led me to wonder what it would take and what it should take for you to consider doing that. You have to remember at all times you're running a business and you can't let your emotions get the better of you, but you also do need a contractor, or I'm sorry, you don't need a contractor disrespecting you and your business. So when is a good time or an appropriate time to fire a contractor? For me, personally, I would fire a contractor if halfway through the job they, you know, just kept adding like just obnoxious costs for things that they say, you know, popped up during the job or, you know, they weren't aware of at the beginning of the job. And, you know, I give my contractors plenty of opportunity to quote the job thoroughly. I don't push them through it and you know, not give them the opportunity. They have plenty of opportunity to look this job over very, very closely before they quote it. I also, though, understand that things can and do come up during the course of a, of a job. I know this. I'm not unreasonable. I also have a good sense after this many years of real estate investing to know when someone is trying to scam me or pull the wool over my eyes. I'm not, I'm not stupid, and I'm not saying if someone scams you, then you're stupid, but 
I'm not naive. I, I've been doing this for a while, and I really have a good sense of of overages and what's legitimate. And I know that certain things are hard, if not impossible, to know prior to getting into a job. I, I know that. I realize that. I also know that contractors take that into account when they're quoting a job, at least a good contractor. So, you know, if, if a contractor is any good, they will absolutely account for minor things that could come up during the course of the job, and that will be included in the price. And I don't know if that surprises you or if that sounds logical to you, but trust me, they're not quoting the bottom bare minimum. You know, if it costs them one extra hour, they're going to lose money. That's They're not doing that. They are putting a little you know, cushion in there for themselves, whether they admit it or not, they are. And, and I would too. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just, it's a fact of the matter. And I'm not talking, you know, when I say that they put a little bit in there to, to take into account minor things that, that could come up here and there, I'm not talking about tens of thousands of dollars worth of add-ons. I'm talking about a couple hundred dollars here and there over the course of a job. I'm sure they can um, you know, account for that in, the, in their quote, and, and I'm not going to be nickel and dime to death. And I've been, like I said, I've been doing this way too long to be completely fooled when a contractor starts talking about add-ons. Again, I don't have a problem with add-ons when they're appropriate and legitimate, but I do not want my contractors trying to take advantage of me. And if I feel like I'm being taken advantage of, that's it. I, I would pull the plug. I can't have someone in my business who's trying to take advantage of me. And I, like I said, if that happens in the course of a job, I, I would most definitely fire the contractor and pay them for what they've done to that point. Luckily, I've not had to do this yet. Like I said, I've never fired a contractor mid-job. I'm sure it would be not only uncomfortable, but probably pretty messy trying to determine the dollar value of what's been done to that point. Because if you've rehabbed a house, you know that it isn't everything doesn't have a clean start and stop point before they do the next thing. There's a lot of things going on simultaneously and it can look like a kind of a great big mess right up to the very end. Things kind of come together fast. So, you know, it would take a little time probably to sort out what's what and what's been done. You should not let, though, this uncomfortableness or the likely confrontation stop you from doing what's right for your business. At the end of the day, you're there to run a business and make money. Okay, let me say that again. You're there to run a business and make money. If your contractor is standing in the way of that ultimate goal, it's time to find a new contractor, plain and simple. I do not enjoy looking for new contractors. Let me just say that up front. I'm not here to say find a new contractor after every single job. N not only does that not make sense for a lot of other reasons, but it just would be a pain in the butt. So I'm not saying that, but it does become necessary from time to time to change contractors or to fire one. I've had to change contractors, but it was never so bad that I did it in the middle of a job. I've stopped using certain contractors after the job was finished and just moved on to a new one at the next, you know, during the next job or before the next job. I think the reason for this is though because I'm I'm a pretty good manager, project manager and I can manage these rehabs pretty carefully and pretty closely and it would take an awful crazy circumstance for a job to get wildly out of control before I was aware of it. So I can usually nip a lot of it in the bud and, and kind of stop a contractor from going down the road of of charging me for a lot of crazy stuff. And I put some I put some things in place with the contracts that I use with my contractors so that they can't have crazy add-ons that that I'm not aware of. So you know, that's another a podcast. And actually, I've talked about that that before in other
another podcast what I do and how I set up my contracts for my contractors. But anyways, it just doesn't happen with me, so that's a good thing. But if it happens, you need to be ready to take care of that situation. Any good real estate investor that I've ever known learned early on that if you're afraid to make decisions or can't handle confrontation, this is going to be a difficult business for you. It really is. And that's not to say that you should be comfortable or you know, be a confrontational person, I should say. It doesn't take a confrontational person. Some of these you know, flip this house type shows that you see out there where the real estate investor is constantly screaming at his contractor, that should never happen. If you have to treat your contractor like that, you need to find a new contractor because they're obviously not the right one for you, but you have to be ready and willing and be able to defend your company's best interests whenever necessary. So the answer to my original question, when is the right time to replace your contractor, I would say when it starts to be detrimental to your business, either in lost time or excessive cost overrun. All right, so again, let me repeat that one more time because that's important and that is the definitely my answer. I would say that you, you fire your contractor or replace him or her when it starts to become detrimental to your business, either in excessive lost time or excessive cost overrun. If either one of those things happen um, to you and to a level that you're uncomfortable with, then it's the right time. If that happens in the middle of a job, so be it. You're better off cutting your losses and moving on to a better contractor. Don't be afraid to do what's right by your business. After all, if you won't defend your own business, who will? Okay, that's all I have for today. Okay, guys, I want to ask one quick question before you leave. I want to ask you, are you enjoying this podcast? Are you getting a lot out of it? Are you finding value? Are you happy to tune into it? Are you feel, are you feel energized when you listen to it like you're getting good information? If the answer is yes to those questions, I ask you to go to iTunes and give me a positive rating and review. Matter of fact, give me any rating and review, whatever you think. Just be honest and give me a rating review. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and that will help me tremendously. It helps me get found a lot easier in iTunes. And if I'm being found easier, that means I'm having more people download the uh, the podcast and I'm reaching more people and helping more people. So if you wanna help the podcast out, all I can ask of you is that you go to iTunes and give me a rating review. All right, I appreciate that. Until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 